Welcome into Extra Innings, this time with Tennessee redshirt freshman, utility man, Jared Dickey here on VolQuest.com. Jared, happy Monday morning. How are you? Doing well, Ben. How are you? I'm well. I appreciate you giving me some of your time this morning, coming off of a big series win over Alabama. How how do you think that you all were able to overcome everything that you you all were able to overcome? You, you lose on Tuesday night to Tennessee Tech. You, you see your 23-game winning streak come to an end. You lose on Friday night. Tony Vitello, Frank Anderson ejected in the first inning of Saturday's game. Chase Dollander goes down due to injury, and, and that looks scary. Just how do you think that you all were able as a team to overcome all of that and still be able to grind out a, a series win over a top 25 baseball team? You know, I think it just shows that we have a lot of guys on our team that are hungry to win. Um, Stuhl, uh, I mean, he, he got hit with a line drive the next inning too, and uh, he just he, he was just a dog, went out there and competed. And, uh, I mean, his, his foot is like, he's hurting right now so that was the mentality that he had throughout that game was insane so credit to him and uh, like I said yeah we just have a lot of guys that are hungry to win on this team and uh, after the Tuesday game and the Friday game uh, we we kind of knew that on Saturday and Sunday we were going to come out and just do our thing yes and you all definitely did and it's been an up and down couple of weeks for you because you suffered a a bone bruise the Sunday of uh, the Ole Miss series. Just what have the last couple of weeks been like for you uh, initially suffering that injury and just trying to work your way back and, and trying to get in the field, get, get in the box, <laughs> try to, to run things out. Uh, Tony Vitello had a, a nice Jared Dickey impersonation <laughs> a couple <laughs> of games ago, hobbling out to the, uh, the team huddle and in right field. Just what have the last couple of weeks been like for you? I mean, thankfully, uh, whenever, whenever I hit the base at Ole Miss and I felt, I felt my foot just start hurting, like in that, in the, the biggest amount of pain I've ever felt, I was really scared. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was just going to be a bone bruise, but thankfully it was. And, uh, but no, Woody, Woody's been helping me a lot. Uh, we've been doing a lot of recovery and treatment and stuff. So, I mean, he's been huge for me and thankfully with the, just being a bone bruise, like I could still you know, just hit like off of one foot, like do just do some other drills like that. And, uh, and the running thing's just really the only issue right now. Uh, it's feeling a lot better. I actually went to the outfield yesterday before the game for, uh, to get some reads during BP and it felt pretty good then, but I mean, obviously my mobility's still not hundred percent. I'd say it's, I'd say it's very close, but still, still not there quite yet, but it's been a process and it's getting better every day. So uh, yeah, I just, I can't thank Woody enough for everything he's done for me. What's it been like kind of bouncing around amongst the different positions? I, I, I respect your title and, and I love when, when I get to tweet out utility man or, or uh, even type in a story Vols utility man, Jared Dickey, because I, I think that's one of the underappreciated roles in, in baseball. And I never played at the level you did, but I, I was a utility man and, and I took pride in being able to play different positions. Do, do you take pride in being able to play different positions and being able to, to bat lead off, be uh, a backup catcher and so on and so forth? Oh yeah. I mean, it, yeah, the utility role is definitely an awesome role. Uh, the catching thing has been awesome, and Coach Elander's been great. And uh, it's just been a it's been a great process because I just started it earlier this year, 
so yeah, I really take pride in it because it's been it's been a lot of hard work. I mean, Evan went through the same thing, so and he, Evan kind of has the utility role still, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been awesome, and I I love the utility role. If you could pick one position, what would it be? <sighs> See, that's a tough one because I'm starting to fall in love. I'm starting to fall in love with catching. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with my gut and say outfield. I've been doing it for so long. Has that been what you've always played, the outfield? Yeah, it's a, I've, I've always played outfield. Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, whenever I was 12, I, I caught and then had a pretty bad knee injury. Uh, so I just never – I never did it again until earlier this year. Okay. What about uh, moving forward? You, you when, when Evan graduates, you're going to try to get into to Tony and – an Elander's ear and say, Hey, let, let, let me work on catching now. <laughs> yeah, I might. I mean, we're going it, to, it'll be, it'll be me, Charlie, Nate Smith and Ryan Miller next year. So we'll have plenty of guys. Uh, so really just whatever role they give me is what I'm going to take and run with it. What's the, the left field battle, if you want to call it that, or, or just the left field position for you all been like this year? Because I mean, in any given game, I mean, coach Vitello could roll out, three to four different outfielders, left fielders to be exact, in in one game. You, you see Seth Stevenson, you, you see yourself, uh, Christian Scott, Kyle Booker. I mean, it, it's pretty remarkable how many different players could play left field and honestly how many players probably deserve to play left field. It just really speaks to the depth of this team. I mean, it's insane. We have, I mean, we have so many guys with so much talent on this team and like everybody's fighting for playing time. It's and it just shows you, like you said, the depth on this team. It's insane. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, all, our guys get out there every day and grind. So, I, have, I mean, I give credit to all of them for, like, everything that's been going on, what's been going good for this season so far. How did you end up at Tennessee uh, in terms of your recruitment? What, was there any doubt that, that you would come to Tennessee? You hail from Mount Juliet. Uh, is is that where you've always grown up or been within the state? Was there ever any doubt that if you got the chance to play baseball at Tennessee that you'd go elsewhere? Well, believe it or not, I, uh, I was actually a big Alabama fan growing up. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, knew, I knew when I got my offer here and Coach, Coach V and Coach D. Lander uh, were part of the staff. I mean, they were just doing great things at the time. So, I mean, it was, it was obviously something that I saw fit. Uh, and it really it came down between Tennessee and Alabama, and it was the hardest decision I've ever I've ever had to make in my life. But I I made the right one. I'm glad that I'm here, and uh, I'm just so thankful for everything they've done for me. What what kind of swayed you to Tennessee? What was the deciding factor in in getting you to Knoxville? Uh, just the way that Coach V and Coach E made me feel like a family member. Uh, every time that we came around, they were extremely nice to my family. Uh, I mean. They, they're a huge thing to me is like Christianity and uh, like faith-based stuff, and uh, they both show that to me. And it was it was just an easy decision after I saw that. Now speaking of family, you have provided my favorite moment of the baseball season and and covering the team this year. You've been a part of that moment. Uh, I am a military brat, and my dad went on several deployments. So I know the the feeling. There, there is no better feeling than seeing a loved one return from a deployment and and seeing them for the first time in in what feels like forever. You got to experience this moment before a game this season when your sister surprised you. 
yeah i mean it was it was awesome i hadn't seen her in it, it had been a little over two years so when I, whenever i saw her walk out uh from the from the left field side i was like well first off chad told me it was my professor throwing at the first pitch so i was just like okay and he wouldn't tell me what professor it was so i knew something was up but i didn't know exactly what when i saw her come out i mean it was just the amount of joy that i felt it was it was insane i wanted to i wanted to run out and give her a big hug at the as soon as i saw her but i just waited until the end because i just tried to keep myself in check <laughs> <laughs> her name's kelsey estes just what branch is she in and and do you know or can you describe kind of what she does yeah she's a she's in the marines and uh she's working right now she's working the aviation department and i'm not exactly sure what she's doing in there but i I know she's in that department i got you yeah i've I've been there too what does your dad do i I don't know he he does something along these lines so (laughs) i i I understand you uh there for sure let me ask you this jared tony vitello when he's met with the media a couple of times this year. He hasn't done it lately, but early in the season when you kind of came out of nowhere from our perspective, you had generated some buzz in the fall. You won the home run derby back in the fall. You had a real nice fall. uh, And then you come out pretty much from the jump and earn a prominent role on this team. And Tony would tell the media following the games, he, he said it two or three times, like, that kid has a really cool story. He's had to overcome quite a bit, and, and I'll let y'all figure it out when the time's right. So my question to you is, what do you think he is referencing when he says that you have a pretty cool story that people just don't know about yet? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough one to talk about sometimes uh, just because, like, sometimes I get a little emotional. But uh, – I came in last year and I was about 275 pounds, uh, just completely out of shape, uh, not in a good headspace at all. Uh, was just was battling depression and uh, got in here. And my first my first few weeks, I mean, I just I just was not enjoying myself at all and had a had a meeting uh, with the coaches and like started setting up therapy stuff, going to that and uh, just. I, I think what he's referring to is just all the adversity that I've had to overcome with losing all the weight, uh, sticking, sticking to the plan, even when it was the hardest part to do. And, uh, just fight like fighting through the workouts when, whenever I wouldn't want to do them or uh, just like when I didn't have enough energy because, uh, like I just didn't feel like doing anything that day. So I feel like that's what he's referencing to. Uh, but yeah, it's just been a long journey for sure, but I'm just, I'm so thankful for everything that, has has happened so far yeah and i appreciate you sharing that for sure i i know that can be pretty vulnerable uh so definitely appreciate you sharing that what what is kind of or who has really helped you throughout that process um of being able to 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 get into a good mental headspace and that that's obviously my my perception of you and, and seeing you the last couple of weeks, every time I see you, you have a smile on your face. Uh, so it, it seems like you're in a real good headspace. Now who has helped you get to that point? Uh, honestly, I couldn't put uh, one name on it, but I, I would really just say like the whole team has helped me. Uh, Cause last year, whenever they found out that I was, uh, I was battling uh, with my thoughts uh, I mean, everybody was there for me. I was getting like, I mean, I was just a new guy and, I was getting texts from Evan Russell, Luke Lipsius, like guys like that. And 
like that that just showed me that like I was I was cared about and they like they were there for me and that meant the world to me so I just the whole team has been like has always been there for me so I'm just really thankful for all of them and then with with the losing the weight how 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 were you able to do that was it as simple as just getting in the the weight room did you have to change your diet anything along those lines I mean the the diet change and the weight room change that I had was some it was something insane uh so like i just started eating all chicken breast rice and broccoli it was pretty much what i ate three meals a day for every single day for months and uh i dropped i dropped the weight i got down to 220 at the end of last year and then over the summer i started working out a lot too uh with summer ball and uh just like just playing a lot in in the north carolina heat uh i got i finally i got down to like 195 so uh, right right now I'm around 205, and I feel like I'm at a pretty good spot. But yeah, the diet the diet change and the weight room change was definitely the biggest difference. On a more lighthearted note, let, let's get to know you a little bit better before I get you out of here. What are what are you majoring in? Uh, right now I'm majoring in sports management. I kind of like I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with it yet, but I know I want to do something in sports and uh, maybe like an athletic director job or something like that. What does Jared Dickey do in his free time? Well, I mean, as as you know, there's not much free time around here. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'd I'd say like whenever I can get out of here, I mean, I love I love fishing, doing stuff like that, just being outdoors. It's uh, I mean, in Knoxville, it's beautiful, so it's it's easy to get outdoors. Are you a music guy? Oh yeah, I mean, I could listen to music for hours. What's your go-to genre? So uh, me and Ricky Martinez actually have the best genre on the team. Uh, we listen, to e- we, we we listen to EDM, uh, pretty much pretty much every song. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with EDM. Will Mabry told me pretty much the same thing that that was kind of his go to. Now you you were liable to get in his truck, I think he said, and, and hear some country music, uh, possibly on, on his way to go fishing. But he he was also a big fan of the EDM. So. Uh, it sounds like you all need to overtake the aux cord because from what I hear, it's Kyle Booker who has the aux cord, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is book that has it. How would you assess Kyle Booker's aux cord ability? You know, uh, he gives it, he gives us really good vibes before games and before practices and stuff. So, I mean, I'd, I'd still give him a 9.5 out of 10. I mean, the music's good. It's just, it's just not my type of music that I'd listen to outside of baseball. I got you. What is your walk-up song, and why is it your walk-up song? It's called Hope by Tim Legend, and it's actually a song that uh, me and Mark McLaughlin found on the way back from uh, Memphis in the fall, and I heard it, and I was like, wow, like that, like that's a banger, and he was like, yeah, it's pretty good, and uh, season finally came around, and I couldn't figure out a walk-up song, and I remember listening to that song, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to it again, and uh, like listened to it, found the part that I liked, and I just sent it in, and I've stuck with it since. I like it. I like it. you have any superstitions? We all know baseball players are superstitious. Are you a superstitious guy? I mean, I've got, I've got way too many to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about one that really stands out to you? Okay, so w- whenever I get out of the shower in the morning, uh, after I brush my teeth, 
I, I take three, I, I take three different multivitamins a day and I take, I take them, I take them all in the same order every single day. So I'd, <laughs> I'd say that's the one that sticks out the most. Okay. Okay. What, what about on, on the baseball field lately? I've been, I've been messing with Trey Lipscomb about how long he takes to get in the batter's box. It's my favorite battle on game day, watching the umpire try to get Trey Lipscomb into the batter's box and Trey just not at all listening, which I greatly appreciate. You have any, uh, when, when you're getting to the batter's box or catching or out in the field? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'd say like whenever I'm going up to the plate, I always, I always draw my grandfather's initial, uh, in the dirt or the turf, I guess you could say, and then across right under it just, uh, because he, pa he passed away five years ago and he's, I was really close with him. So I just want to make sure that he's always there watching me. Very neat. Very neat. Uh, funniest teammate. Oh, oh, that's such a tough one. Cause there's, there's so many guys on the team that are just absolutely drop dead hilarious. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go Drew Gilbert. I mean, okay. he, he makes me laugh more than anybody else on the team. So I'm going to say Gilb. My, my favorite <laughs> battle from the outside looking in is Drew Gilbert versus Charlie Taylor. Now, I don't know how much of a battle it is because I don't know that Charlie Taylor gets it back on Drew, but I, I love watching Drew pick on Charlie. Oh, I mean, it's, it's never ending. Like, you see, it, you see it on the field, and uh, you'll see it, like, in the dugout and stuff. But I, I mean, off the field, it's even worse. I mean, sometimes I kind of feel bad for Chuck, but, but I mean, it's, it's hilarious. At, at, least it's not, at least it's not you and it's him, right? exactly right exactly <laughs> i guess drew would be considered your craziest teammate as well oh yeah no doubt no doubt one word to describe tony vitello Ooh. Mm. ambitious ambitious i like it what what was the dugout's reaction as frank and, and tony were getting tossed in the first inning of saturday's game oh i mean the energy in that dugout was unmatched uh, we were all fired up after, I mean, because we, we knew as soon as that happened, we were going to go win the game for both of them, and we were going to do it the next day, too. So it was pretty electric. Best dressed teammate? Best dressed. You know, we got – there's two types of, like, best dressed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, Xander Seacrest. He's, he's usually, like uh, – he's got a – he's always wearing a collared shirt, some khaki pants. So I'm going to say him for that. But, I mean – if we're talking just like, you know, drip, I'm going to say Christian Scott. He's got, he's got, he's got some drip. How, how would you rate your drip on a scale of one to 10? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I do not have that much drip. So I'm going to, I'm going to say probably a four out of 10. <laughs> uh, smartest teammate. Mm. Uh, Drew Patterson, my locker buddy. Most likely to talk your ear off. Oh, Mabes. Will Mabry, 100%. <laughs> Which is what everybody has said, including Will Mabry himself. Most gullible. Oh, Ben. Ben Joyce. No doubt. <laughs> Most opinionated. Mm, I'm going to say probably Mark McLaughlin. Okay, that's a different answer. I've been getting Evan Russell. Mm, oh, yeah. Russ does have many opinions, too. But <laughs> Favorite teams or, or, or professional teams or players growing up? Uh, I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves and Chipper Jones. I like it. And last thing for you, most importantly, 
how can people follow you on social media? Yeah. Uh, so my Instagram is jared.dickey and my Twitter is jared underscore dickey three. Well, perfect. Jared, we appreciate your time this morning and good luck the rest of the season. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Ben. Have a good one.